Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. We have a focus this week and uh, uh, a way that the Lord is had us to set things up, and so uh, we're getting right into the Word. Uh, now, Wednesday, we'll receive, of course, tithe and offering. Uh, tonight, we're not receiving, uh, just at the direction of the Holy Spirit. And uh, Hebrews 11, let's go to Hebrews 11. That seemed like a good place to start. And uh, we're just staying on the road of Revelation uh, and seek in the Lord the things that he dealt with me to minister on. And we're still, every session that I'm teaching and preaching, it's going to be on faith that takes. Amen. Now, uh, what Pastor Michelle ministers on, uh, I don't know. It, I know it'll be about faith. Uh, but she is in town. Her and Liliana got in later this afternoon, so she's recuperating at home. And, uh, but faith that takes, I'm so glad that nearly now 30 years ago, uh, 20, well, it would have been 20, 27 years, I guess, uh, we found that little Concepts of Faith magazine, uh, that Charles Capps Ministries put out. And it was, you know, in, when I, when I look back on that, uh, there are different segments of your life that you were impacted. And uh, Charles Capps just impacted my life where not the subject of faith is concerned, but the spirit of faith. And uh, we ordered that tape series that he had, Faith, Law, the New Covenant. And uh, just so much. I still have that series. And, uh, but when uh, in uh, October of 1999, uh, we had Brother Charles here, and uh, <clears throat> he, uh, at first, he, when I had sent a letter to his office, he had uh, written a very nice letter back and, and declined our offer, and, uh, but then uh, about two weeks later, I got a call from uh, his wife, Miss Peggy, and she said, uh, Charles has been praying, and the Lord told him he needs to come to your church, and uh, so, of course, you know, I told her I'd have to check and see if we still felt led. <laughs> no, I did not. But, of course, we had him. And, and here's, here's my point. I wanted him for two reasons. Number one, because of the impact he had had on my life. But secondly, I, I wanted my church to hear from the, from the fountain what had impacted my life. And in those two services, he was here Sunday morning, Sunday night, he ministered on how God taught Abraham faith, how God taught Abraham faith. And when we were sitting in the office, he said, what do you want me to minister on? Because he, he had just come out with a book called End Time Events. And uh, he said, you want me to preach on end times or faith? And I said, faith, you need to preach on faith. And uh, we were talking about uh, uh, the fact that uh, he had, had, first of all, had 
declined the offer to come. And uh, he said, but then the Lord began to deal with me that, uh, you know, I needed to come. And I said, well, I used what you taught me to get you here. I said, I called things that were not as though they were. And so, but it, you know, and, and my point in going through all of that is so that is the genesis of, of, of the seed of faith that was planted in our lives. And uh, <clears throat> so we want to look at this tonight. Hebrews 11 and verse 1, of course, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, the Greek word there for faith is a word that means the conviction of the truth of anything or being convinced that something is true. You could also translate it confidence. Uh, it could be translated title deed, assurity, all right? Uh, either way you look at it, it, it comes back to faith is being confident, all right? Faith is being confident. Faith, in its essence, is a flow of confidence. Years ago, my pastor was teaching, and he was teaching along the lines of faith, and he made this statement. He, he read the scripture where Jesus said that when the spirit of truth has come, that he would convict the world of sin. And he said... Uh, what you do is you take that same conviction and you apply it to whatever you're believing God for, and that's faith. Faith is a confidence. It's a flow of confidence. All right? You're, you're, you're confident that not, on, that not what you're believing for is coming, but that you have it. All right? Remember, faith takes and, and, and we taught the last two services on that faith that takes. You can go on the YouTube channel, watch it, or get them, order them back in the media center. It's all free. And uh, when Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, he said, when you speak to the mountain and you don't doubt in your heart, right, but you believe that the things that you say will come to pass, you'll have whatever you say, Amen. right? Well, you know, you don't have whatever you say eventually. You have it when you say it. That, that, that's the essence of faith, is that you have it when you say it. Because the very next verse, he said, and when you pray, believe that you have received. And so very often you'll hear believers, you'll say, well, you know, how's it going with that? Oh, I believe I have it by faith. What they mean is I don't see it, but I'm hanging on. Faith requires no other evidence than what the word says. You do not receive something when you physically put your hands on it. You received it when you said it. Amen. You received it when you said it. When you received it is not when you physically held it. It's, it's, when, it's when you received it, you received it when you said it. When you found the scripture in the word that says, with his stripes you are healed, and you said, okay, that settles it, I'm healed. That's when you got your healing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now, every symptom 
may have been alleviated in a process of however long. It could have been moments, hours, days. It could have been a week. But the bottom line is you were not healed when all the symptoms left. You were healed the moment you said, that's it. I have it. That's mine. That, that, it's that flow of confidence. And we'll get into this tonight because the, 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 what the enemy's always trying to get you to do is let go of your confidence. He, he attacks your confidence and the picture. You, that's why you cannot ever allow yourself to think the thoughts that are coming into your mind from outside. Because that's an attack on the picture God's given you. Oh, hallelujah. Notice Hebrews 10. So faith is a flow of confidence. Faith is a flow of of confidence. Hebrews 10, verse 35. He says, cast not away therefore your confidence. We could say your faith, which hath great recompense of reward. Now, to briefly recap, we talked about last night that the, the reward's on the other end of your faith. Right? The reward's on the other end of your faith. And he said, notice, it has great recompense of reward. That's, that's the Greek phrase, mythsa, M-I-T-H-S-A, mythsa, padosa. And it literally means this, money has feet and it's running towards you. Yeah. Right? So, but you keep your faith hooked to that. So if you're believing for finances, your statement is money is on feet and it's running towards me. Yeah. Amen. So when did you receive your raise? When you said it. Not when they gave it to you physically. Amen. Now he says it has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. And we said where faith is concerned specifically, the will of God is believing and speaking. That's the will of God where faith is concerned. You, you cannot have faith without believing and speaking. Because there, there, there are people that will say they believe God, but they'll say, I don't believe in all that speaking business. Well, then you, you don't have faith. You're not operating your faith. You can't operate faith. You, you cannot operate faith without words. Hallelujah. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. Speak to the mountain. Right? We also have in the same spirit of faith, we believe and speak. Amen. Do, do you see that? Hallelujah. So, the 20th century New Testament says, Don't, Do not, therefore, abandon the confidence you have gained. You have gained. Do you see that? Don't abandon. In other words, this carries the idea that this person has been building their faith and gaining faith. And at some point, they're tempted to throw it away. Don't abandon the confidence you've gained. Amen. Hallelujah. It's elementary and it's cliche to say, you know, what you're believing for Maybe just around the corner. 
the physical manifestation of it. Your job is to hold out. I didn't say hang on. Hold out. Faith is not a hanging on. It's a standing on. Faith is what you stand on. Amen. A lot of people's faith fail because they, they have in their mind the image of that cat, you know, holding on to the end of the rope. Amen. Pastor Morton used to have a picture in his office of a big stork, right? And, and, and on the bottom of it, it said, hang in there. Well, the reason it said that this stork had grabbed a frog and the frog was in the stork's mouth, but his arms had reached around and was grabbed the stork by the neck. Right? Uh, hang in there. That's what, a lot of, that's what a lot of people think faith is. I'm in the jaws of the lion, and I'm just hanging on. No. Faith takes the courage of your enemy. The, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it says that by faith the children of Israel can pass the walls of Jericho and by faith those walls fell down. When you read that story three different times, the people told the spies and told the people of Israel, when we heard of you, our, our, our courage left us. Rahab said, when we heard of you guys, there was not any courage left in anybody. Faith takes the courage of your enemy. It provides confidence. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. So don't abandon the faith you've gained. Well, how long do I have to wait? Don't focus on the wait. He said, he said you have need of patience. Well, you know, patience is not waiting. Patience is how you wait. Patience is a fruit of the Spirit. Other, other parts of the Bible call it long-suffering. <laughs> we don't like that one too much. <laughs> so we'll stay with patience. But, but, but the point is, you have need of patience because, because what is patience? Faith over an extended period of time. Amen. So don't abandon the faith you've gained. Look at Hebrews 3. I, I am determined in, in these meetings, this is, this is not, oh, glory to God. This is not, this is not something where, uh, you know, I want anybody to feel like, you know, you're doing something wrong or you don't know what you're doing. No, this, this, this is faith food week. Amen. Amen. And if you, if you hear something you didn't know, great. But if you hear a lot of stuff you already know, better. Amen. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 6. Notice it says, Christ is a son over his own house. Whose house are you if you hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of hope? Firm until the end. Now, right there in that one verse, you see three of the main elements of faith. You see confidence, rejoicing, and hope. All right? There's joy and peace in believing. Joy would include rejoicing. Then you have hope and confidence. And he says, notice, 
that you, if you hold fast, you got to hold. In other words, you got to hold on to your faith. Amen. And then verse 6, he said, or excuse me, verse 14, he said, For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Now, the, the, the definite subject matter may be different, but the, 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 the issue is the same in referring to confidence or faith. You've got to hold on to it, and you've got to hold on to it till the end. Amen. Glory to God. The Moffat translation says, if we will only hold on. If we will only hold on. The enemy has to get you to let go of your faith. Your confidence. He's got to get you to let go. Amen. That, that's the fight of faith. The fight of faith is not a fight for faith. The fight of faith is a fight to hang on to what you already have. Amen. Because what's the enemy always doing? He's always coming to tell you it's, it's, it's not going to happen. You're not going to get it. Right? But when did, you, when did you get it? When you said it. When you believed you received. When, when you said it, you got it. So then the job is hanging on to it. Amen. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. I've already received. I'm just hanging on to it. That, 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 that's, that's the enemy. He comes and he tries to get you to let go of what you already have. Oh, hallelujah. And he does that by attempting to get our focus on an image that contradicts what we're believing for. To get us focused on an image that's contradictory to what we're believing for. He tries to get our, to get our hope. See, without hope, there's nothing to add your faith to. If you don't have hope, there's nothing to add faith to. Because hope is the picture. Hope is the goal setter. And you add faith to that. Faith is substance, right? Evidence. Faith is, is the grounds, the title deed, the conviction of what you're hoping for. That's the picture. And you add your faith to that. Well, well how do you add your faith to that picture? I believe I receive. I have it now. What do you have now? What you're seeing in the picture. If you don't have a picture, you don't have anything to add your hope to. One man said it this way. If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. If you don't have anything to add your faith to, then there's nothing for faith to work on. Amen. Hallelujah. Because here's the thing. It's hope first. Faith second and third action. Hope comes first. How do I know that? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That, that's not saying faith is first. Hope is first. What did you see when you read in the word of God, by his stripes you're healed and you were sick. Hope came that you could be healed. And then what did you do? You added faith to it. Amen. Trying to have faith without hope is like trying to build a third story on a vacant lot. You can't do it. Because you don't, right? you don't have any foundation. But if I've got a picture, 
What did God show you? What did God say to you? That's why the enemy attacks you. That's why he comes after your hope. Well, you've been telling everybody you're healed. You've been telling everybody God told you to do this. You've been blah, blah, blah. And he just runs his mouth. He's trying to rob you of that picture. He's trying to get you to throw away your confidence. That's when you've got to answer those accusations and tell him, devil, I'm not going to change what I believe. I'm not going to change what my confession is. I'm not letting go of of my confidence not letting go well I'm believing God for financial prosperity but you know I got a, a, a nickel in one pocket and a hole in the other one <laughs> well thank God that's not your picture your picture is what complete uh, abundantly supplied completely filled amen Try again. I'm abundantly supplied, completely filled, rich, rich, rich. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's the picture you got. Can you see yourself abundantly supplied? Can you see yourself completely filled? Can you see yourself rich, rich, rich? I don't know if I like all that talk about rich, rich, rich. Listen, the Bible came up with the term. I didn't come up with the term. It says Abraham was very rich in cattle and silver and gold. Isaac was rich. Jacob was rich. Everybody that is a a pattern for us to follow in the faith was abundantly supplied. God expects no less out of us. God expects no less out of us. We're pressing into that. Amen. And so that's how you answer symptoms of lack. Uh Uh-uh, I'm abundantly supplied. I'm completely filled. I'm rich, rich, rich. Amen. Well, that's the picture you've got. And you keep, when did did you receive it? When, When you said it. I'm abundantly supplied. And that's how you answer it every time. No, 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 no. I will always have more than enough. Maybe you're getting to the place where you're trying to, you know, you're, 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 you're needing to pay your bills on a regular basis. You might be there. Maybe you're not. But if that's the case, then you need to start out by saying, my bills are paid on time every time. In the name of Jesus. My bills are always paid on time. Amen. Because, because listen, the, Lord, help me say this right. Faith is not hard. It's just different. But the most challenging part of faith in the beginning is the doing. But once you learn how to do it, it translates over into every circumstance. Does that make sense? Once you know how to hang on to that vision, that picture by faith, it doesn't matter how big the numbers get. It doesn't matter how grave the situation gets. You just apply the same principles and they work the same way. Amen. Hallelujah. So hope first, secondly faith, thirdly action. Thirdly action. That's why you don't step out and do something until you're confident. Until you have a picture. Right? I used to work with an old guy and he'd say, well, we need to do something even if it's wrong. Well, that was dumb. But that was his mindset. I don't want the boss to catch me not doing anything, so let's do something even if it's wrong. 
Well, that's, that's how a lot of believers do. Well, I need to do something. I just, I just need to do something. No, 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 no. Not until you have a picture and not until you're confident. Have a picture and then you're confident. Amen. Notice Romans 4. Am I helping you? Romans 4. This is so important. Hallelujah. You know, I am, I am just rejoicing. Uh, uh, the, the other day, of course, Pastor Michelle, uh, uh, her and Annette Caps were doing some uh, television programs. And uh, we were sitting at the house and we got a text from her. And she said, off the one program today, there are 486 calls. And Ron, I forget what they told you. Record breaking yesterday, right? Today. Today. Record breaking program yesterday. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, there are things right now that are happening to our ministry that God told us was going to happen 20 years ago. And it's just keeping the picture. It's holding steadfast, being confident until the end. And I've not, I've not shared this publicly, but I'll be 55 in November. And the Lord said to me, he said, when you turn 55, look out. Because that's the shifting point. And, and, and here's, here's why. I, I looked this up. 55. 50 is, is jubilee. Five is the number of grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're, we're in, in November. You watch. You mark it down. You do whatever you want to do with it. In November, we're entering that time when things are going to be set at liberty and we're going to walk in the grace of God like we've never walked in it before. That's the picture I have. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Who's been having issues in your stomach? Issues in your stomach. Who? You too? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand up real quick. Just stand, stand up there where you're at. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I come into agreement with these women of God. And I command those stomach issues to cease. Stop it. In the name of Jesus. Oh, receive in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I believe God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. So, Romans 4. Oh, hallelujah. I believe God. Romans 4 and 18. We talked about this a little last night. Concerning Abraham, it says, Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many... Now, now notice that. This is important. This is outlining for us what he had to do to become the father of many nations. He had to believe in hope against hope. It was interesting. I looked this up years ago. Same word in the Greek. Different meanings. Hope, same word. But one of them means a constant expectation of dread and the other means a constant expectation of good. 
So against a constant expectation of dread, he believed in a constant expectation of good. But notice, he had to be against that. Now, now remember, the will of God in faith is believing, speaking. How are you against something when you're in faith? With your mouth. With your mouth. Oh, he's going to talk about words. No, I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about faith. There is no faith without words. We, we live in a universe that was created by God with his words that contained his faith. There was no light when he said light be. God got what he said. There may not be the thing in your life that you're calling for, but yet you're setting yourself against the absence of that and believing in the production of that. Amen. Against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. Notice, according to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. Hallelujah. So against natural hope, the picture. Now we're going to look at this in just a moment. The picture. Against the picture in the natural. Ever what you're believing for. It could be physical health. It could be finances. It could be your family. It could be your marriage. It could be something uh, 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 big or something small. Here's the issue. There's a picture in the natural that you see. Right? And you've got to set yourself against it. Well, how do you do that? With your mouth. He said, against hope, he believed in hope. Well, what was the picture that he had to set himself against? Verse 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Wow. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. You see that? This is the picture he had to set himself against. God has told him in Genesis 17, verse 5, I have made you the father of many nations. And then Abraham's got to get up and look in the mirror every day at a hundred-year-old body that can't have a son, can't birth a child, can't father a child. And and then he's got to look at his 90-year-old wife who was never able to have children. And now, according to Scripture, Genesis chapter uh, 18 says it had ceased to be with her after the manner of women. She's went through menopause. She's already went through the change of life. She can't have a child. Never could have a child. And God is telling Abraham, oh, but I've made you the father of many nations. So he had to set himself against that picture. Well, how did he do it? Genesis 17 lets us know. We're not going to go there. But Genesis 17 lets us know. I have made you a father of many nations. And no longer will your name be Abram, which meant exalted father or exalted Lord. Now remember, because of that, that could have meant anybody. Anybody could have been called exalted father or exalted prince. But not everybody could be called the father of many nations. So God said, no longer will your name be Abram, but your name will be Abraham. Why? For a father of many nations, have I made you? Before Genesis 17, God never said, I've made you this. He said, you will be. 
Here in Genesis 17, he said, I've made you that. Is that right? And Abraham had to believe that. And see that as his picture. Amen. See, don't don't oversimplify this and just look over it. Every time Abraham said, I am Abraham, he was testifying, I'm a father of many nations. Hallelujah. Every time you say, no, 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 no. I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed coming out. You're, you're painting an image. And you're attaching your faith to that. And it won't be long. You'll be blessed coming in and blessed going out. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 And be quick to agree with people when they say good things about you, even if they're being smart alecky. I've had people say, well, you're just one of them rich preachers. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. I am. Hallelujah. I had a guy tell me one time. He said, I wouldn't want anybody to call me a word of faith. And I said, I'm sorry. Why not? Paul said, it's the word of faith that we preach. Why wouldn't you want to be called that? Amen. According as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. Sarah, Sarai, S-A-R-A-I, meant little princess. Well, I've called all my girls princess. They're princess to me. They're not to you, but they are to me. Well, what does that mean? That doesn't apply to everybody. But when she said, he said, a mother of a multitude. Now that's specific. So every time he said, this is my wife, Sarah, or she said, my name's Sarah. She's saying, I'm the mother of a multitude. Now think about this for a moment. This is so important. So what is happening, even though it's, we, we see it and people think that was just a name change. No, that was the word of God. And every time they spoke the word of God, the words that they were speaking were getting in their spirit. It was rejuvenating their body. It was renewing their body. The Bible says that Hebrews chapter 11, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. It doesn't say receive strength to have a baby. She received strength to conceive seed. Things had to be regenerated. Things had to be healed. Things had to be created. Things had to be brought to life in her body so she could even conceive seed so she could have a baby. And Abraham didn't even have any seed when God changed his name. They so believed the picture that it totally rejuvenated their body. Abraham didn't stop with Isaac. He had six more kids after him. Went out and married him some uh, six more young women. That wasn't so smart, but... You understand why I'm saying that? The picture. Glory to God. The enemy wanted him focused on his body that was dead. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. If that's his focus, having a child's impossible. 
right? The enemy will come and tell you what you're believing for is impossible. Well, what's my response? Yeah, with men it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Well, but pastor, that's with God. I know, but aren't you glad Jesus also said that all things are possible to him that believes? So yeah, with God, all things are possible and there's nothing impossible to a believing one. That's me. When Jesus made that statement to the man that he had cast the devil out of that, uh, he eventually cast the devil out of that boy, that, that man came to Jesus and he said, Lord, if you can do anything, help us. Right? And the Woos Bible says this, as for this question of yours, if I can do anything, I am a believing one and all things are possible to a believing one. Are you a believing one? I say, are you a believing one? All things are possible to you. All things are possible. Amen. That's the picture you got to see. Yeah, but the Lord's asking me to do this, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. Good, join the I don't know how I'm going to do it club. I mean, get you out a certificate and print it out and put it on the wall. You are a charter member of the I don't know how to do it club. That didn't change your faith. You don't have to know how to do it to exercise faith for it. Amen. Mm, That's good stuff. Abraham stayed focused on what God had said. And notice he didn't deny his body was in, in that condition. When it says here in verse 19, he considered not his own body. That's a little misleading in the King James. If, if you read it in the original text and you read it in different translations, for instance, the Woos Bible lets us know that he was fully aware of his condition, but he did not see it as a reason that God wouldn't do what he said. The 20th century New Testament says, though he was nearly 100 years old, yet his faith did not fail him, even when he thought of his own body then utterly wore out, And remembered that Sarah was past childbearing age. (laughs) Look at that. See, a lot of people will lead you to believe that Abraham just denied what was. No, he didn't. He was fully aware. Look, you're 100 years old. You know you're 100 years old. (laughs) Amen. I mean, there are people, you know, they turn 40 and they're done. Over the hill. But here's the point. He didn't look at that as a reason that God couldn't do what he promised. We know how Abraham thought because Hebrews 11 says that when, that when God asked him to take Isaac to the mountain, he took Isaac to Mount Moriah accounting that God was able to raise him from the dead. Isn't that what he said? God is able to raise him from the dead. If I got to go through with this, God will raise him from the dead. Why? He was focused on the picture that God gave him in Genesis 17. In Isaac will your seed be called. And God, he knew that God would not lie, could not lie. So if this is going to happen, it's going to happen through Isaac. And he says, so he didn't go to Mount Moriah. Like a lot of people believe he did, he went in faith. And what does faith do? Faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. Doubt, fears, dreads, and is sad. Amen. 
He said God can raise him from the dead because that was the picture he had. He simply stayed focused on the image God was building in him. What you say has to do with what you see. Amen. Go go to Numbers 13 very quickly. We're not going to spend a lot of time here. Long enough. Numbers 13. Now, we, we often go to Numbers 13. And uh, this, of course, is when the children of Israel were going into the promised land the first time. And remember from uh, the, the book of Hebrews, it tells us that the reason they couldn't enter in was they didn't mix faith with the word they heard. What was the word they heard? I've given you this land. I will drive them out from before you. You know what he said? Don't fear them. What should have happened right there? That should have been their image. What God tells you is the image you adopt. Why do you think the Bible tells you you can do all things through Christ? So you get that image. Amen. Why do you think the Bible tells you you're more than a conqueror? So you can get that image. Are you following me? And so the image that they were supposed to get was of possessors of that land, not of a group of people that was trying to take something from somebody, but as possessors of what belonged to them. All those years previous, God had promised that land to Abraham and to his seed. They were not going in taking anything from anybody. They were going in and evicting the people that were unlawfully there. That should have been the picture. But notice, Numbers 13, verse 31. But the men that went up with him, with Caleb, said, We're not able to go up against the people. They're stronger than we. Know what it says? The men that went up, notice, said. They said, you say what you're seeing. Good or bad, negative or positive, right or wrong, you're saying what you're seeing. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You see in the heart. And what you're seeing in your heart is what you're going to speak. When somebody says, I just don't think I'm going to make it, they believe that. Because they're seeing that. They're seeing themselves not make it. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't, I, I just don't, I just don't know if I'm healed or not. They're seeing themselves sick. They went into the land and saw everything God said. Notice what it says. It says right here in in verse 27. They came and told him, said, the land that you sent us into, it's a land that flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit thereof. In other words, it's just what God said. It's just what you said. Uh, But we're not able to go up against those people. 
They were whipped right there. Done. Why? Because, because of the picture they were seeing. The picture they were seeing. They saw themselves not able. I've said this on many occasions. The supernatural is God's part. Your part is believe God. Amen. Yeah, but you know, that's going to take a miracle. Good, you serve a miracle working God. Believe Him. Miracles are no big thing for God. He saved you, didn't He? Greatest miracle ever. Amen. So the supernatural is God's part. Yeah, but I, I believe, I'm believing to come out of debt, but I just, I, I don't know how we're hundreds of thousands of dollars. I understand, but I know the iron swam. Isn't that right? The iron swam. Does iron swim? But it did. I say it did. How are you going to come out of debt? I don't know, but I know you will. Hallelujah. Well, how will God do it? I have no idea. I have not the foggiest idea, but I know what it takes. I know it takes you painting a picture, attaching your faith to it, and don't let go of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Notice verse 33. And we saw the sons of Anak, the giants, the sons of Anak. Come to the giants. We were in our own sight, grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to be facetious or comical. How'd they know that they look like grasshoppers to those guys? They go ask them, hey, uh, Mr. Giant, do I look like a grasshopper? The way you see you is how you think everybody else sees you. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you, do you understand that? I've had people before tell me, you know, I don't really like your preaching. I don't care. That, that's not the point. <laughs> Amen. Think about it for a minute. I see myself as a grasshopper. You must see me as a grasshopper. I see myself as a failure. You must think I'm a failure. I see myself broke. I'm going to be broke. Because you're going to talk broke. You're going to act broke. You're going to function broke. You're going to expect broke. Ask me how I know. Amen. I spent far too many years of my life living below the standard God wanted me to live at. Not because God wasn't good and God didn't want to bless me, but I didn't see myself that way. Amen. They were saying what they saw. God said they could. God had told them, one of you will put a thousand to flight and two of you will put ten thousand to flight. He said, don't fear them because I'll be with you. I'll send my angel and drive out the enemies from before you. I'll make you hornets. I'll make you thorns in their side. You'll drive them out. God never told Moses to send spies in. Moses decided to do that. 
God said, go in the land and possess it. I'm telling you, God is telling you tonight, what you're believing for, possess it. Take it. Take it. Faith takes. Faith takes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They just were supposed to go in and take the land. The second group just went in and took it. They just went in and took it. Amen. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Do you see that? <laughs> Confessing, declaring the word will begin to change how you see yourself. It changes you on the inside. When I'm confessing and declaring the word, something's happening on the inside of me. It's changing. And here's the thing. Ever how long it takes for that change to occur is how long it'll be before you see it manifest on the outside. It can occur slower or faster. Amen. When I was sitting at 7548 Corona Street in Kansas City, Kansas, watching the 1998 finance convention, and Leroy Thompson was preaching on money cometh. Amen. And he made that statement. He said, some of y'all need to jump up right now and say I'll never be broke another day in my life. Amen. Amen. I jumped up in my pajamas and said I'll never be broke another day in my life. My financial future changed right there. Amen. And I'm a long way from broke. I don't even know what broke smells like anymore. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So you see, that's where you say, that sounds like me. That sounds like me. Say it out loud. Say, I'm a long way from broke. I don't even know what broke smells like. Amen. Because the enemy's always telling you you can't and you can't because. Tells churches you can't and you can't because. And it always comes back down to money in the bank and numbers in the account. When you're not, what, what would you do if money was no option? I'm not telling you to go out and do something foolish. But what would you do if money was no option? How would you act? How, how would you act at the suit store if money was no option? What would you buy? What rack would you look on? Amen. What shoes would you buy if money was no option? Amen. Boy, I'll get in trouble if I say that, Lord. Why do people decide this is where I got to shop? Because that's what they see themselves as able to do. 
Yeah, but that stuff don't matter. Yes, it does. It matters, deter- it matters because it determines what you'll believe God for. Amen. The Lord told my pastor, he said, if you can't pay full price for a suit, you can't build a building debt-free. If you can't build a building debt-free, you can't take a city. And if you can't take a city, why do I need you? Where did that start? With a suit. He said, and furthermore, when you go to a restaurant, you don't order food, you order price. And he said, you always order the cheapest thing on the menu. Now people say, that, that, what's that have to do with what I'm going through? If, if you don't get a bigger image in those areas... How can you believe God? If you can't believe God for more for you, how can you believe God for more for your family, more for your ministry, more for your life? Amen. You follow me? So where would you shop? What would you look at? How would you think? When you think about your kids going to college, how would you think if money was no option? What would you think about your retirement if money was no option? Amen. That's the picture God wants you to see. You, you, you think it'd be God's will for you to wear the best? Drive the best? Live in the best? You think so? You got to get the best picture. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, a lot of believers are like, I have a good friend, Pastor Scott Webb. He's been here a number of occasions. And uh, he was at a camp meeting. And a guy came in, and, and Pastor Scott was wearing a really nice suit. He wears nice suits. And the guy said, boy, I like that suit. Where would you get that? And he said, well, I got, I, there's a suit shop in Dallas. And, and, and I buy all my suits there. They, they, they tailor them for me, and, and they make them for me. And, he said, oh, I like that suit. He said, my friend said, Here, well, here's what I'm going to do. He said, they got my credit card on file. And he said, I'm going I'm to call and tell them to put you together two suits with shirts and ties. And you just go in anytime you want, get measured, and they'll fix it up. Yeah. Right? The guy said, hey, great, praise God. Well, a couple weeks later, he called and said, hey, has that guy come in yet? And he said, nope. About two months later, he called and said, that guy come in? said, no, pastor, he never came in. That guy never went in. He ran into another guy. Guy said the same thing. Same scenario happened, all right? He told him the same thing. He called two days later. said, that guy come in? said, oh, yeah, he called right after. He came in right after you called. (laughs) Now, why is that important? One said he wanted something, and he wouldn't go take it. Why didn't he go take it? It, it, For the purpose of what we're ministering, it had to do with faith. If you don't go and try to take something, it's because you don't believe it's yours. If I don't reach out and take it, I don't really believe it's mine. Right now tonight, healing is here for you to reach out and take it. All you got to do is reach out and take it. Reach out and take it. Faith takes. Faith takes. Faith takes takes every day of the world I take all the money that our ministry needs all the money 
that we need. Every day of the world, my wife and I take it. All the money we need for all the operations of Faith Builders and its affiliate churches. We take it. We receive it right now in Jesus' name. We, we receive care packages every day. Amen. Did I come in with a handful of checks today or did I not? Amen. And Jim said, I need to send you to the mail more often. You always come back with checks. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And we got, we got one check that the envelope wasn't even sealed and it came all the way from, from California in an unsealed envelope and the check stayed in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. Say all the money, all the money that, I that I need, that my family needs, that my, needs, that my life needs. I take it. I have it. I receive it. Say it out loud. Say all the money that this ministry, the ministries of faith builders, faith builders Raytown, faith builders Little Rock, faith builders DeSoto, all the money that we need comes now. We take it. We have it. We receive it in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm watching my time. Once you change on the inside, change is inevitable on the outside. There are people here under the sound of my voice. You are so big on the inside. You just watch. You just mark, mark what I'm telling you. It's just a matter of time before it shows up on the outside. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And this will color everything you do. I took somebody. Uh, uh, well, I can, I can say it wasn't anything bad. It's my mom. And she came to our house for the first time. And was our first guest. I've invited others, <coughs> Ron, and uh, they 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 won't come for whatever reason. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Amen. Uh, I'll get Aubrey down there, and she'll love my backyard, and then they'll have to come back. But uh, uh, in any event, I, we we pulled in the neighborhood, and and we were going to our house, and my mom was going, "Wow." She goes, "Does the governor live here?" And I said, "Not yet, but they're working on a parcel for him." You know, you got to be somebody to live here. And now I'm joking about that. But, but you, you, now, now amen. amen. But you know when I got that image? When I was living in a little roach-infested house in Kansas City, Kansas? I didn't get that image after I got there. Amen. amen. Listen, my sister and my, my brother, now people say brother-in-law. Mark is not my brother-in-law. He's my brother. Amen. He Right? And he's my brother. And, and my sister and brother, and, and especially my sister, were that, how, that house, we used to set off roach bombs before we would go to church. And we would come home, and they'd be laying there gasping their last. We, people, we, we would invite people over after church and we'd have to rush home and get there and get the lights flipped on so all the bugs would be out of the way before people showed up. They weren't our roaches. They were there when we got there. Amen. 
But, but my point is the image for what God eventually brought to us was built there. I had to start calling myself blessed there. <laughs> Amen? Once you change the inside, change is inevitable on the outside. Every time you see somebody that's operating on a level of faith that you may not have arrived at yet, it needs to excite you because that's your future. That's your future. Amen. I, I, I look at people. I go to other ministries. I, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to travel and, and go to good-sized ministries. And when I go in those ministries, you know, I've had people. I've had, there used to be a couple of ladies that would go with us uh, when we would go. And we would go different places and go to ministries. And, and, and we would go to Willie George's ministry for conferences and things like that. And, uh, and they were always, you know, they, they were very motherly. And they were always patting, you know, trying to make me feel good. And finally, one day, I was just like, you know, you don't have to make me feel good about my ministry. I'm secure in, in who we are. This is our future. Yes. You know, a three-year-old doesn't feel bad because they're not 10. That's their future. When you see somebody functioning in a level of faith that you're not at, rejoice because that's where you're headed. That's where you're headed. We are headed for debt-free properties. We, we, we are headed for more than enough lands and buildings. We, that's where we're headed. God is bringing that to us. We're headed to more television stations, more television programs. You are headed for debt freedom. You are headed for complete healing in your body. You are headed for manifestations of God's goodness and favor on unprecedented levels. It's what you're headed for. Hallelujah. Let me try to wrap this up. There's really no getting off place. We'll just hit pause and... Pastor Michelle will minister tomorrow night, and I'll pick up here Wednesday night. Mark chapter 5, and, and we, won't, we won't go through verse by verse, but this is the story about the woman that was healed from the issue of blood. And it says, if you'll remember, it says there was a certain woman that had an issue of blood 12 years and had endured many things and many physicians, and here's the key, was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Rather grew worse. She had a picture of herself growing worse. Now think about that. Think about what a a faith fight that would be. That you're going to the doctor and nothing's getting any better. It's getting worse. But the Bible says she heard about Jesus. And she came in the press behind and touched his garment. Next verse says, for she said. One translation says she kept saying, if I can touch his clothes, I will be whole. There's where it changed. After that occurred, it was just a matter of the thing happening. Just a matter of the manifestation. Because she said, if I touch his clothes, I'll be whole. That settled the issue. Amen. And you remember she touched his clothes and says she felt in her body immediately that she was healed of her plague and Jesus had felt power go out of him. But in in the the last part in uh, uh, Mark chapter 5 there, verse 34, Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. 
Well, when, when, when did we see her faith? If I touch his clothes, I'll be made whole. Now, wait a minute. Remember what I said? Hope, faith, action. She had a picture. If I touch him, I'll be made whole. She pressed her way through the crowd and touched him and was made whole. Faith will make you whole. Not just physically, financially. Hallelujah. Wholeness is coming to your home. Wholeness is coming to your body. Understand, good or bad, right or wrong, you will have what you say. You will have what you say. Hallelujah.